The Cupole Podcast is brought to you by the Bitbox O2 Hardware Wallet by ShiftCrypto.ch. If you want to save your skin and get your coins off the exchange and not suffer as many others have as these crypto exchanges are blowing up and people are losing their Bitcoin, then be wise and get yourself a Bitbox O2 Hardware Wallet. Secure your own keys on your signing device. Use the code BMS get 5% off on all Shift Crypto products. And if you're tired of hearing these ads, you can head on over to qpaul.substack.com to listen to my podcast ad-free. Thank you. You need to embrace capitalism. It is this hope which is the lever of progress. My favorite Fed. To keep one's reactions warm and true. They attack us because we're over there. Is to have found the secret of perpetual youth. Man, you're too pretty to be a libertarian. And perpetual youth is salvation. Salutations, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Q-Paul podcast podcast where we say the quiet parts out loud that's qpol if you want to follow more of my musings and writings from yours truly phil gibson you can go to qpol.substack.com and today what i think i'm going to start doing is do what i want to call read-alongs simply i'm going to read in a audio version for you my weekly substacks my writings because a lot of people that do Substack, I subscribe to, but clearly, I reading's not fun. <laughs> now, as much as I claim to read, as far as like an article or whatever is on Twitter, reading's kind of a bitch. So that's why I'm here to uh, give the 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 lazy people like myself out there a chance to just absorb all this. That doesn't mean you shouldn't subscribe to my Substack. And potentially, you know, fucking pay me some money so I can, like, do this not for free. But regardless, I love each and every one of you for being here. So let's just slide into this. Happy New Year, by the way. The title of this week's article is New Year, New Doom Porn, Same Hawkish Fed. This is Paul issue number 31. And we're going to take a closer look at the Fed's resilience. And the reality that we live in in the year of our Lord of 2023 and beyond. So, let us begin. Once again, we've entered the realm of doom porn. The thinkers in the alternative finance space still fail to realize the fact that the Fed won't raise rates. Thus, they're coping by writing pieces into the the zeitgeist in the hopes of creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. The following piece, which is from News Wars, you can go click and peruse yourself. The following piece posits that the FDIC is plotting a national bail-in. Wall Street Silver, a Twitter account that you should all follow for the lols and some base takes. Wall Street Silver also seems to be on top of the doom porn stories. He has a tweet that says, they don't want the public to see this video. The bankers don't trust the banks. And this is a video from November 2022. And it's just this committee of people at the FDIC. They're talking about fin- a financial crisis and their lack of faith in our banking system and how to keep the public from freaking out. 
And the following quote tells us from the News Wars piece is, quote, we want to we want them to have the full faith and confidence in the banking system. They know the FDIC insurance is there. They know what works. They put their money in. They're going to get their money out. So hyperbole aside, guys, one thing's for sure is what the banks are concerned with is maintaining their credibility. The Fed, primarily. And again, the Fed commercial banks are the shareholders of the Fed. So I just, if you might get confused when I lump everything up as to the Fed, well, now you know why I'm doing it. But they're worried about credibility, which is one of the many reasons Powell is raising interest rates. A national bail-in would undo all the progress that I've talked about many a time in the Substack. It would undo all the progress the Fed has accomplished with its monetary policy. Capital would flee the U.S. into Europe, which is what they don't want to have happen, and which, as discussed in the previous issue of QPOL below, you can go check out the day the ECB died. That was some report 1220, uh, the date of 1220, breaking down how Christine Lagarde basically had to choose to either defend the credit spreads of the 10-year uh, U.S. and German bun or defend the euro. She chose the euro. And she can't do both at the same time. It's impossible. So Europe does not deserve its on-paper status as a safe destination for capital. They're bankrupt. That is what the Davos crowd wants, though. They want to destroy American capitalism and the creation of private capital via the Federal Reserve and commercial banking system in order to preserve what is left of the EU economy by forcing capital back to the EU. And pieces like this news war rag thing above is just pure misinformation. I think of it as Davos insiders running the FDIC who are placed there to spread this doom porn to undermine the Fed at critical moments like this, which, by the way, we're looking at a terminal Fed funds rate of 7% for 2023. New year, new Fed. Well, I'd say same Fed because... They're still hawkish as they were last year, but people are finally coming to terms with it. So it's also important to remember that not all the banks are on Team Fed, as I like to say. You got Team Fed and Team Davos. So not all of them are on Team Fed or back Powell's monetary policy and are in the globalist Davos camp. Consider this angle. The Davos banks are saying in this piece that they're willing and able to pull customer funds from banks. This would just create a griefing and false flag attack on the Fed and force Powell to put out a fire which would hit headlines and contagion rumors would spread about causing capital to flee the U.S. Because again, Davos's plan is to undermine the confidence and credibility of the U.S. economy and the Fed. But, good news. The Fed's secret weapon. The secret weapon of the Fed that many seem to overlook is the over $2 trillion in the RRP, Reverse Repo Facility. Back in June of 2021, Powell began raising the RRP rate by 5 basis points above the Fed funds rate in order to sterilize the COVID stimulus and prevent hyperinflation. Similar to how Bernanke increased IOER, or interest on excess reserves, by 25 basis points. Uh, in the uh, great financial crisis. Needless to say, the Fed is loaded with plenty of ammo to recapitalize the banking system during a credit crisis should it happen. But one question that I personally came across when considering the strategy was, 
how can the Fed recapitalize the banks if needed without losing credibility? Is that just them utilizing that $2 trillion in the reverse repo? Not only that, but would that cause inflation? Even though the Fed can control the flow of money by raising interest rates and slowing the pace of the money moving into the economy. Remember, another reason the Fed is raising rates is to increase its credibility, as I mentioned, and make its debt more attractive. Or 10 years. Or, I guess, debt in general. But how do you scale the amount of dollars that you hold? If you're a nation state, you buy U.S. treasuries. Fortunately, credibility is not lost with draining RRP or even using QE, for that matter, to help recapitalize the banks during a credit freeze. In fact, it might, might, big emphasis on the might, it might do the opposite beyond just preventing a credit crisis. It would prevent the major banks from going to the discount window, which is the ultimate event they are trying to avoid. That's the biggest credibility killer ever here and what i uh i found a little gif and i i, I twatted a twat on on twatter saying going to the fed window the fed discount window is the walk of shame for banks and many have said this recently i've heard daniel Martino boo talk about this in interviews but yeah it's a no-no it's a big slap on the wrist it's just the you know big red a over your your chest it's a walk of shame no one's going to want to do business with you because it just says that you're insolvent. This is your friendly reminder to rate, subscribe, review. They say the best things, they come in threes, like rate, subscribe, review. If you rate it five stars, we can raise a bar. Subscribe so you can stay in tune. And don't forget at the very end to leave a nice review. Something like I love you, Sue. Rate, subscribe, review, please. Thank you. Additionally, and this is another big could but might not happen scenario, but a really cool scenario, is when all the banks are recapitalized with RRP money, it officially changes the reserve requirements at a national level and just raises the standard, which would be a drastic departure from the practically zero reserve requirement we've been so used to over the years. Another primary reason the Fed is raising rates is to destroy the offshore dollar market, as in order to assert its monetary independence from the former globalist LIBOR system that was conducted at the City of London and is now replaced with the U.S. domestic rate SOFR. Higher reserve requirements and creating real market-driven prices would be a happy result of the former, and I suspect that this could be a plan similar in line in the same vein with potentially the re-regionalization of interest rates in a new free-ish market economy thanks to SOFR under Powell's Fed. And again, this is these are just big ifs, but it's interesting to think about these possibilities, considering that the incentive of the Fed to maintain monetary independence and a healthy restructuring of the U.S. economy that would reflect the reality of prices and market demand. Based on the actions, on these actions the Fed has taken over the past year and a half, this seems to be where the Fed is going, but time will only tell. But it looks like the writing's on the wall. So, staying humbly realistic. (laughs) 
Now, this uh, this um, this screen grab I took was from Nick Batia's Substack, The Bitcoin Layer, which is a great Substack. Nick is a great guy. I've had him on my podcast. I like his book, The um, um, Layered Money, it's called. And he's got uh, experience in the bond markets, and he's just a very uh, well-scholared individual. And he's a Bitcoiner, so what? what's not to like? So, and for full disclosure, I'm not a paid reader of this, so I couldn't read the entire thing, but I was able to read the free part that I get when, in the email. So, let me just read this passage that I... Uh, that I, you know, nicked from the email. So what remains? Long-term trends made by governments and central banks. For most of you, this is why you own Bitcoin. The U.S. government and Federal Reserve, in tandem, whether as one or a nightmarish duo, have left the confidence in the dollar shattered. Well, do- excuse me, I'm burping. <laughs> While dominating the relative game considering other foreign currencies, the dollar is suffering a lack of confidence in its long-term viability. Oh, I left trying to understand the balance between U.S. relative dominance and long-term mathematical precipices. Whether the U.S. takes a more modest role on the world stage over the next 5 to 20 years or not at all has tremendous impact on how we are to invest in assets such as U.S. treasuries, real estate, stocks, gold, and Bitcoin. And therein lies the problem. The most important question is empirically impossible to answer over any short time horizon. Therein also lies the geopolitical obsession. How much does China move the needle? And how much longer does the rest of the world play the U.S. Treasury's reserve asset and U.S. dollar reserve currency game? If they continue to play, they can the, the can gets kicked for decades. If they stop playing, the debt bubbles start bursting. All right, again, that was from Nick Batia's Bitcoin Layer Substack. Now, I really respect Nick, and I've had him on my podcast, as I mentioned. However, at the risk of coming off as frank and hyperbolic, it would seem from this issue of the newsletter that they really want sovereigns to default, which I'm sure many will as rates continue to increase, especially in Europe. But they have a death wish for U.S. Treasuries. Maybe I'm reading this the wrong way, but that's how it's coming off, which to me is sad, frankly, pathetic. Yes, I'm sure he doesn't want to see citizens of world governments suffer under economic turmoil, and yes, that's why we have Bitcoin as the ultimate hedge and salvation for a new monetary system where every individual benefits. And yet, it almost feels like whatever excuse they can get for Bitcoin, they meaning Bitcoin maximalists, which I'm kind of sorted in that category, They'll take it. I know people talk their book, but it really rubs me the wrong way when, quote, professionals dress it all up behind macro jargon, and it comes off as disingenuous and disgusting. When all is said and done, the Fed has every incentive to make the dollar be much more than just the cleanest shirt in the dirty laundry. Whether they do that by remonetizing gold, like Judy Shelton has proposed, or the U.S. just stands out as a more credible place to park capital because they're the only ones raising rates and getting away with it. But regardless, rags like Nick's seem very desperate for Bitcoin to win. No shit Bitcoin wins, but stop trying to profit off of people's hopium. It's a much more nuanced story of how we get to where we want to go. And in summary, the rest of the world will continue to pl- 
play the U.S. Treasury game. Because the Fed under Powell and the non-globalists that aren't U.S. sellouts have every incentive to make U.S. debt as valuable as possible. Otherwise, capital flows into the BRICS nations. And sure, maybe that competes with the value of the dollar. But as I mentioned many times in my own rag, is that there is a tacit coordination between the BRICS nations and the U.S. sovereigntists at the Fed. But nonetheless, I don't think you'll see neocons parking their money in Russia because Putin's kicked those piece of shits, oligarchs, out and won't let them back in anytime soon. And as Tom Longo and others have covered many times, the U.S. markets, especially the Dow, is deep in liquidity and the U.S. is structurally more robust than any other economy. For example, large corporations selling debt to the market rather than being debt slaves to the banks like Europe. So call me over, overly optimistic. Call me an overly optimistic mega cuck. <laughs> but I don't see how the U.S. loses this game. At least to me, it's just the most plausible and logical outcome that America comes out on top. And remember, I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't invest in any of this shit other than Bitcoin and the cuck buck, the, the greatest cuck buck being the dollar. So I don't talk by book. Maybe you think I do. I just get super jacked up about truth or what I deem to be the truth. And it really pisses me off when people don't bring up certain things that should definitely be brought up publicly. Bitcoin's great, but getting to the bottom of what's really happening, who benefits and why is even greater. And that's a New Year resolution. That's not just a New Year's resolution. That's just how I roll. And that is basically the end of the uh, article by Substack. But for some comic relief, I would highly recommend that you go check out the meme that I found from Wall Street Silver. It's Selma Hayek looking all uh, busty and hot and shit. And <laughs> the, 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 the caption that Wall Street Silver put in the tweet says, another memorable quote from the great Austrian econ economist Hayek. And he steals a Hayek quote from F.A. Hayek saying, I, I do not think it is an exaggeration to say history is largely a history of inflation, usually inflations engineered by governments for the gain of governments. And it's just like, you know, goes into if like Selma Hayek got a boob job or whatever. I mean, that's what it implies. I don't know. It, it's just great. So as as peeved as I get with you know people's commentary about the Fed and whatever, you you gotta you gotta find a, a needle in the haystack of optimism. And as I always lo love to say, be serious about what you do, but don't take yourself too seriously. You know, you know what I mean. So yeah, that was Q Paul issue thirty one, and I'm actually gonna go back and. Uh, clean up some of these typos that I found in my reading. <laughs> but uh, as I also like to say, own your failure, because God knows our so-called leaders do not. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this rag. I'll, I'll catch you on the other side. Got some um, hesitant plans, things I want to do with this rag. But uh, but yeah, yeah, thanks thanks for everything that uh, y'all do. Please, uh, if you enjoy the information that I put out, one, subscribe to the Substack. I could could not, I, I couldn't give two shits 
if you subscribe to the podcast, I think. Well, I'm not saying that. I don't know. What, However best you consume my content, subscribe to it. Or just subscribe to both of them. If, if you find value in this, share it with someone. And, uh, you know, cough over some smackers. It's $7.22 a month because my birthday is July 22nd. So I thought that was cute, you know, mem- memorable. I don't plan on raising that. If you want to pay 69 bucks for the year, uh, that's a severe discount. So that would just give me the mojo and juice to keep pumping out content like this. And also, if you pay, I forget what it's like. It's over like 100 bucks or something. Um, if you pay that much, I'm a musician at heart, so... I have uh, friends that can help me produce songs as I have, like how I produce the ETF song. So if you're a music freak like myself, let's collaborate. Like, tell me what you want uh, your song to be, and I'll write you a song. So whatever style to the best of my ability. But um, that's just another little bonus. But, um, you know, that showing my stuff aside... Uh, you can find me on Twitter, of course. It's Mr. Sue, M-R-P-S-E-U. And, yeah, the, I, I really, um, I'm glad I started doing this. It's keeping me uh, sharp, I guess, as sharp as I can be. I'm not correct all the time. And a lot of what I write about is theory. But, again, just trying to bring up stuff to people's attention that uh, it's a little disingenuous and aggravating to see uh just to see how, how disingenuous or ignorant some of the bigger macro heads on Twitter, Twitter spaces, or just the geopolitical macro world in general don't bring this stuff up. So anyway, I'm going to hop off my soapbox, edit this, pump it out, and uh, see you cats on the flip-flop. Uh, but as always, own your failure because God knows our so-called leaders do not. Peace out. Sayonara. Adios. Happy New Year. Toodles. Q Paul Podcast is brought to you by the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet by shiftcrypto.ch. If you want to save your skin and get your coins off the exchange and not suffer as many others have as these crypto exchanges are blowing up and people are losing their Bitcoin, then be wise and get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Secure your own keys on your signing device. Use the code BMS get 5% off on all Shift Crypto products. And if you're tired of hearing these ads, you can head on over to qpaul.substack.com to listen to my podcast ad-free. Thank you.